0: Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation.
1: Thank you so much for staying with us. We carry on with a conversation on wills, living wills. We started this last week with Ntabi Singh Dubazana, who's an attorney at Dubazana Attorneys. And we just couldn't we just couldn't take all your requests and questions. So we're going to pick it up. Oh, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Ntabi Singh, welcome again.
2: Thank you for having me, Pimelo.
1: So we're going to kick off with with a question that we weren't fully able to respond to while we then go back to others that we were not able to pick up on. And this was a call that had come from Gangadine from KZN. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll play you the clip so that you can maybe refresh your memory and then maybe come back with a response. Okay.
0: There's a question I want to pose. If I'm correct, and I am correct this time, that is stopped by the second generation now does one remember and, and, and this world year I am I'm involved with this world there were nine children now does one wait for the last person dying person of the second generation to 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 go to how can I say uh, set aside the, the desire of the world from generation to generation because you stopped by the second generation that's one question the second question is who will then be the deciders? Will it be the third generation to decide whether they can change that will, hmm. bring it back packs, or, 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 or bring it in to be uh, uh, handled by a trust?
1: Okay. Ntabi is saying it's a long one. It's a big one. Um, so what is the law in this country around um, working with an existing will and then altering it? Is he correct in saying... Um, there is provision for that alteration second um, generation in. Oh, all right. OK, I think we've lost Ntabi saying there. Um, but we'll, what we'll do is that we'll also just uh, open the lines up for, for any questions you have for living wills. Ntabi saying Dubazana is an attorney at Dubazana Attorneys. The lines are open on 011-714-2006. And you can also send us a voice note on 614 Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more.
0: You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM.
1: All right, I think we've gotten Tabisem back. We had lost you there for a minute, and Seng, welcome back. Thank you. To, to what extent were you able to hear the question, <coughs> Tabisem? Were you able to hear Gangadin? Yes, ma'am, I was able to. Okay, so my question is, um, what is the law in this country? Are you able to alter or at least contest the living will two generations later? Is that, is that the case? That is basically what he was asking, and yes, yes, that is the case.
2: Um, So you can leave the, you as a testator can leave the immovable property to two generations, and then to your children, and then their children, if you wanted to stay within their family. But he was correct in saying that it only goes up to the second generation. The second generation now is the one that will now have to make a will pertaining to the property, because that's where it ends. If nobody does anything about it, it then falls back into interstate succession, so it doesn't go back to interstate succession.
1: So if you stated on your will that I do not want anything to be touched here, this particular property Mm. must be left alone for generations to come in my family. Mm. Even if you do not state two generations, but you just state that I want it to remain, is mm. it automatic? Does that two generations thing fall yes. into place automatically?
2: Automatically, it stops at two generations.
1: So, so yes. for, for those who have intentions of making sure that it remains, what must actually the will state? The person who will
2: then, let's say for argument's sake, one person is left from the second generation. His will or her will has to state that the, the this property that is now in my name, I leave it to my children and my grandchildren or in the same wording as the original person who made the, the will so that it goes for another two generations. And then the second generation after that one does the same thing. If nobody does anything, it then falls under intestate succession and not under what uh, the, the will would have said at the time.
1: So the 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 original uh, owner of the of the estate. Yes. There is absolutely nothing they can write in there to secure no. that.
2: No, not at all. The law says it ends at the second generation.
1: Hmm. Okay. So I think let, let's then address uh, Ganga Dean's question. I think he was in asking. Um, who would be the, the the person to make the decision, whether it remains in this estate or whether he can do you know whatever it is that he wants to do? Would it be the last born? Would it be who would it be?
2: It would be the the surviving person of the second generation. So if everybody else is now gone, because remember the, the second generation co- covers all the members that are that are present. So let's say he said there were nine of them in yes. the family right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I don't know if he is the the only remaining of the nine, therefore the, the 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 property will go to the second generation of all the kids that were involved in the nine, so that the great grandkids of the deceased so um of the that generation, if it cannot be in the sense that the 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 the, the surviving person out of the second generation, then it should be. That uh, it, it 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 will presumably not should be it will presumably be that the last born person of that family the first born person of the second generation should be the one
1: to make a will pertaining to the property. Interesting. So mm. it is the first born, not the last born.
2: Yeah, I think that would be the best way because you, what would happen in a situation whereby the last born, mm-hmm. um, you know, is at, at the time, what can I say? The last born, the second generation dies off, and then the last born is at a point whereby they are too young to handle the estate. And in that state, there's no trust that is left to handle the estate. So it would be easier, I would. hence I'm using the word ought, it would be easier that the first born of, that gen, of the second generation be the one to make a will to determine what happens with the property.
1: What does the law say, though?
2: The law is not clear on that aspect as to whether it's which one of the second generation is going to be the one to draft the will. It just says the the, the persons within the second generation are the ones to then change the will and make it uh, and then before it goes into interstate succession in that way. Because so it hasn't been dealt with in court in that way, in that manner as to whom
1: is the one who to to draft the yes. will to deal with the property. Because for instance, if 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 there are nine of them. Mm. and they don't agree on that that's that i think is where the the issue would be who who is the one to make the call
2: the court you have to go to court that's the only way to make the call. Then they take it to the court. The court will then look at the law and then look at the merits. And then the court will decide that based on the evidence before it, that they determine that the person to make that, that decision or make that call is so-and-so. So it will have to be decided by the court in that way because the law is not clear as to whom exactly should it be the one to make that call.
1: Huh. Let's uh, um, take some voice notes and maybe okay. one at a time
3: afternoon from Cape Town. When it comes to will, who keeps a document so that when the, uh, someone has passed away, those documents will be read to everyone? Is it a lawyer? You keep it in your suitcase at home, but if it's there in your suitcase, uh, how are you gonna make sure that the right person gets what he or she deserves. Thank you.
1: So we we dealt with this a bit in Tabi Singh last week, where you can keep it absolutely anywhere, under the mattress, wherever, but just make sure that other people have copies or will know where it is. Correct, 100%. Okay, another voice note.
4: Hi, Pamela. Ask your guest about spousal maintenance claim. My mom and dad were married for 50 years and they managed to pay off their house. My mom died and my father remarried after two years so he was married for 10 years he then died his second marriage was anc with no accrual his will when he died was leaving everything to the boys but that his wife could remain in the house for six months and the boys said she could stay for a further six months until her family who are five kids all multimillionaires could sort out accommodation for her. She's not happy with the fact that she got maintenance. She's got a pension and medical aid from my dad, but is suing for the entire estate. how do you like that one?
1: Oh, Tabby <laughs> go, go ahead. Okay. So
2: I don't okay. So the 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 current wife, second wife, mm-hmm. now wants to sue for the entire estate, mm-hmm. yet she was married with an ANC without the option of a without accrual. Mm-hmm. She has no right. Yeah. So now the will states that she must stay within the property for six months. Mm-hmm. And then thereafter, the the boys have to maintain her for another six months? Is that what you no, no, say? No, no, no,
1: no, no, no. They, 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 it was out of their own goodwill. They said she can stay for a further six months while her family sorts out accommodation for her. So it was not in the will.
2: Okay, so she wants to challenge
1: all she, of that. She wants, she wants to now sue um, for for the entire state.
2: Okay, no, let me reel myself in. Last week you said I'm, I must calm down. I'm going to calm down. <laughs> so um, she cannot do that. The The marriage regime is very clear. Um, if you're married out of commuter property with an antenuptial contract and without the option of accrual, then you are not entitled to anything. So... Um, in, she cannot sue for the entire estate. It, that, that regime is very clear. What I would want to know, though, is what is entailed within the anti contract. That would give us the guidance as to why she's probably trying to, yeah. to sue for the entire estate. But if the anti-natural contract is clear in that... You came in with a cell phone, I'm coming in with a laptop, and as a result, you're going to when you get out, that's what you're going to keep. And anything we make within the marriage obviously doesn't accrue to any one of us or to the joint estate, then you cannot claim for anything. So she doesn't have a leg to stand on from where I'm standing right now. But of course, like I said, I would need to know what the ANC uh, entails, why she feels that she has a, a leg to stand on to claim for the entire mm,
1: Because I was going to say, I mean, for someone who is going ahead, there must be a lawyer that has felt that it's worth going for.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I would, I would like to see what the the AMC says because uh, are they are they saying that he when he signed the will he wasn't in in his sound and sober senses? Is that why they're claiming for 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 the entire state? But that that is irrelevant because when the marriage was 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 concluded ten years prior to his death, he was in his sound and sober senses. She was present. She didn't challenge it then. So why is he challenging, challenging
1: it now when he is now late? Mm. Okay, let's go um, to another voice note.
0: It's Sifiso from Pretoria. Great show once again. Uh, quick one, Pamelo. A friend of mine, um, his dad passed away a few years ago and uh, he was married in community of property. Um, now the mother um, went and uh, got married and uh, obviously now the, the new stepfather moved in into the property and uh, kicked out uh, my friend so i just want to know um if there was a will that uh, his father had uh, wrote would it have protected him from being kicked out of that house because um, i think now his biggest worry is that if anything happens to his mother is that he will lose out on a house that he has uh, grown up in uh, for so long uh, thank you all will listen up on
2: that on my thank you singh All right, so um, I don't think particularly there's anything that would have prevented mom from, you know, or stepfather from kicking him out of the house, uh, you know, because the property would have belonged to mom and 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 late dad unless the will was specific in saying that the house belongs or is left to my son upon my death but that also could be challenged because we are looking at a situation whereby if, if they're married in community of property uh he couldn't have left the 100% of the house to his to his son um it he would have to leave the 50% that he owned of that house to his son. I don't know if that makes sense. So this would all revolve around the marriage regime Mm -hmm. that uh, dad and mom had entered into prior to dad's passing. So um, when stepdad now moved in, mom would still be a 50% shareholder of the house, and then she would have a right to kick her to kick the son out of her 50% and he would also own a 50%. Obviously, then in that case, you can't exactly divide the house mm-hmm. down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, then it would be an issue of then they're going to take each other to court back and forth. Uh, but if there's no will, like I'm assuming it's the case mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. um, then mom had all the right in the world to, you know, um, kick son out of the house.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Joe is calling from Durban. Joe, hi
2: good there uh, are you
1: i'm well thanks thanks for calling joe oh,
0: good good yeah you see i just want to comment on this anc uh, co- uh contract you know uh, anc marriage you see uh, given that anc is in power in <laughs> you know some people <laughs> think it's uh african national congress uh, you know them uh, it's into you understand what i'm saying i do hear so, what you yeah so so you, you know i think uh there's need for OMA officials to explain this. Even myself, I made that mistake when I went to the OMA phase. They just told me, and I thought, okay, it's the normal one, you know. So I think there's need for some explanation, because this anti-nuptial contract uh, issue uh, to someone, it it really needs some explanation.
1: Okay, Okay, Joe. Thank you so much for that call. Um we continue to take your calls on O one one seven one four two zero zero six. Um uh, SMS is on um four one three nine one uh WhatsApp's on O six one four one oh four one oh seven. Let's take the 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 comedy out of what he's asking and, and look at exactly what are the benefits of the anti nep contract. Um Tabisi? So an
2: anti antineptural contract is beneficial in that it protects your assets when you come into a relationship or a marriage with somebody else so you you are guaranteed that anything that you come into within this marriage will, you will come out with it so um, it is the ANC will be it's it's, it's are couple specific, so it's not like it's a general thing that this is what will be in the ANC. So in your in your ANC, you will stipulate that I'm coming in with a house, a car, and so on and so forth, and a business, and these will not form part of the marital estate. Mm-hmm. Should you opt to to be married um, out of community property with the option of accrual, mm-hmm. so um, the, the ANC protects all assets that you would have come into the marriage with. So, should the marriage dissolve, you still are not. You're not left um, in a in a worse off position than you would have been prior to the marriage, or even in a better off position uh, prior to the marriage. Okay. That is the purpose of the ANC.
1: And and just distinguish very clearly for those who, as you know, he was asking um, what the options are with accrual, with without accrual. Okay, so with accrual, it means that. Um,
2: Anything you as a couple now acquire in the duration of the marriage falls within the joint estate. So anything that you and hubby or you and wifey make when you're now married is part of the joint estate. Should the marriage dissolve, anything that was made after you signed for marriage will be divided as if you were married in community of property, to be divided 50%. But if you get married out of community of property without the option of accrual, it means at the end of it all, you leave with what you came in with. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets anything from anyone.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Marcus is calling from Hamanskral. Hello, Marcus.
5: Hi, ma'am. How are you?
1: Good. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Marcus.
5: I'm alright. I've been listening to interviews since last last time one was present. She was presenting. Mm. My question is based on uh, drafting of the will. I just want to get information. I want to make a will with my... I've got two grandsons. And uh, I'm interested to make a will with them. I don't know whether I can make with one or both and what will be the uh, the repercussions thereafter. So you are no longer there. And then I've just uh, drafted the will with the two of them because they're still young. And uh, I need the will to be in their names. Is it possible or is just only one?
2: Okay. Tabi say? All right. So you can draft the will in any manner that you want. So if you have... Let's say for argument's sake you have two houses and you want to leave the houses to both, both of them. Just make it clear in the will that um, house in, in, in plot A I'll be leaving to grandson A, and then house in plot B I'll be leaving to grandson B. So you just need to be specific in your will how you want your assets to be distributed amongst the the, the your grandchildren. Um, if you happen to, to pass before they turn um, 18, then put also in the will what should happen should you pass on before they they have attained the age of majority? So that who will take care of the estate until they're able to now take over those assets? Are you going to appoint a trust or a trustee to deal with those things until they are at, of age? Or are you going to appoint another family member who will handle the assets, but not spend it, obviously, but make sure that they're in a condition that is usable up until the the, the children have reached age of majority? That's all you would need to stipulate in your will.
5: Okay. Does, does that
1: help you, Marcus?
5: Yes, I'm happy about that explanation. Let me also indicate uh, this um, to say um, if, say, for example, she stated that I must appoint somebody uh, like a family any member in the family, or um, uh, it can be it? a
2: trust, it can be even an attorney or even a bank, whoever you feel will be in a better position to handle your estate after you have passed, so that the children can reach age of majority, that is 18 and above, so they can handle the property themselves.
5: Okay, now thank you so much for right. for, for the wonderful advice. Thank Hi. you,
1: Marcus. Sam, um, good afternoon. You're calling oh, from okay. Mudimullahai?
5: Correct, yes. Go
1: ahead.
0: Yeah, I've got a, a question also for this interview. Um mm-hmm. <coughs> I've got a, a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, are siblings, uh, siblings of four, mm-hmm. and uh, they are both, both parents passed on. Now they are left with, um, you know, the. Should I say, you know, the house and the estate? People is that way. Yes. Now, from the four, one is out of uh, wet law. Let me say, outside. Okay. So there's a dispute already in, in a sense that this one is allowed to participate oh. in the, the dissolution of the estate.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, the other point is that the others don't want to dissolve. They want to keep the house, uh, but others want to sell the house. So is in a in a know,
1: well, in a difficult process. It was a will, sir?
0: No, unfortunately there was a will, apparently it was not signed.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's the case, hey? And so um they don't know whether the the fourth member who yeah. who they don't believe should be part of this would have right. been in the will or not. Right. All right. Sam and Ntabizeng, may I just ask that we pause quickly for the headlines and we'll be back with that answer from you and Ntabizeng. And then, Sam, I think we'll, we'll probably try and call you back, if we may. Let me go to the headlines with uh, Utzile Saku.
2: At
0: SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter.
1: Thank you so much for staying with us, Sam. Thank you very much for your patience. Singh, go ahead.
2: Right. So... um the the fourth person who is now who was born out of wedlock, is it the son or is it the child of a, a deceased man or a deceased woman? That's the part I didn't mm. I, I
1: didn't get. Sam, Sam. Yes, yeah, I'm
0: still here. Sorry
1: about that. Um no So the deceased, is it a man or a woman?
0: Uh, both parents are deceased. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah
2: all right all right so now um, the situation is that the estate uh, i'm assuming because now the will wasn't signed it now falls under interstate Mm. so now the 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 property or the estate is now going to be divided amongst the living uh, the surviving relatives Mm. which includes now the child that is born out of wedlock but 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 hang
1: on sam the 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 child that is said to be born out of wedlock whose child is it
0: the the mother
1: oh shame okay Yeah,
2: yeah, I see where the problem is. Mm. But anyway, um, <laughs> it doesn't say it still doesn't deny the the, the child um, the right to to claim with, to the property, or, or rather, claim of the property mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. mom who's now late. So, um, if mom and dad who are now late were married in community of property, um, let's say if for for argument's sake, mom died first, and then dad was still alive, dad then got. Uh, mom's uh, got a share of uh, his share of the of the of mom's property and then the rest was divided divided amongst the the, the surviving children which includes this child that is born out of wedlock so <laughs> that child is entitled to claim his his one 125 000 percent of that house or anything that is, that is uh What is called a child's a child's portion in terms of interstate succession so one then has a right to claim to that property uh, whether or not they are saying that mom would have or would not have left the property to the child is irrelevant, irrelevant but now here's the issue if it's now under interstate and of the children only one wants to sell and the others don't want to then they have to buy they then he would have to um buy them out in order to sell the property if that makes any sense, or then yeah. they buy him out out of the property, so that they pay him his share of the property. Mm-hmm. So if the property mm-hmm. is worth five hundred thousand, he divided by four, and then you, they pay him his portion, and then they go on with life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, but both all of them, I don't think they're in a position even to 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 get to that agreement to say we we'll pay each
4: mm-hmm. other off because mm-hmm. they are not
0: that well off. Mm-hmm. That's the first point. Second point is that uh, from his side, the concern is, where does you go as a, you know, the first step to take to, to either to understand all this, because, you know, when, when, when a friend approaches you, all of a sudden you are a lawyer, you know, you know, all these things and you advise, go to the office, go Mm -hmm. to, you know, so he doesn't know where, where to start first, by himself, because the others are not in support and they're just sitting and the house, deteriorating, they've got people in the house. You know, so he's a little bit uh, yeah frustrated
1: about the whole process so tabi uh, so it sounds like they you know they don't have enough money for legal um mm. consultations and so on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. where would they go for this kind of an issue tabi?
2: Um they can go to the nearest magistrate court. I don't know when mom and dad passed, but if a letter of authority was was issued upon the death of the last parent, um then the person who got that letter of authority would be the first go and get that letter and see what was done with the with the estate so that we know how much the estate was worth so that we can know where to go from there because if it's less than 350 thousand the estate then it is going to be basically a futile exercise because you're not going to get much out of it but if it was above 350k um then you there's there's hope that he will get something out of it so the person who got the letter of authority from the from the magistrate court will be the first place to start go to the court and see uh, if uh, there was a, 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 a deceased late um inquiry that was made at the court under these people's names and then get the case number see the letter of, the, of authority whom it was it was given to and okay. then it will guide you from there because that that will then lead you to the master of the high court and see who then how the master then dealt with the property and how it was the, the estate rather how it was then distributed between the the remaining the remaining children oh
4: okay
1: mm-hmm. yeah. thanks man sam thank you so much for that thank
4: you thank you thank
1: you I've got some voice notes coming through as well for you and i saying let's take one.
3: Okay. Yeah, well, uh good afternoon. I, I would like to ask with regards to um like my mom has been staying with this uh with with my stepfather I think for 26 years now. But my mom they were living in fact um on on um renting places to places so my mom decided to get her own place and then moved in together with uh, my uh, stepfather so now my mom uh, is currently experiencing problems with uh, my stepfather my stepfather uh, is convinced that this rdp that we are staying in is he, he, he belongs to him but uh, the, the 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 title deed says it belongs to my mom my mom wants to draft a will while she's still alive um, uh, that she's actually handing uh, the the RDP to me uh, before she dies. So I would like to to know is that actually what what can we do about that?
2: Tabi saying, okay, I'm I'm assuming when you say stepfather that you are 100 percent that they are married. And if they are married what kind of marriage regime are they in because Mm. if they are married in community of property mom even though the title deed says mom's name mom can't leave the house in its entirety to you Mm. because of the marriage regime that they are in so we first have to find out how are they married and if they're married out of community of property then you are sorted the house will belong to you but um if mom and, and, and stepdad are married in community of property, should mom die today, uh irrespective of the will, you get you get a hundred percent of her fifty percent of that
1: house. Okay. Uh, he I think they the he's worried that it sounds like they are married in community property or with accrual. It's some something says to me, why are they so worried?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think they're married in community yeah, property. Yeah, yeah it has to
1: be, and and therefore, even if she writes a will, it doesn't change that.
2: It doesn't change that. He, sh- he the stepfather, can't exactly kick him out of the house because he will. Mm. The, the son will own fifty percent of the house. Mm. He will have proof to that. But son can't also kick stepfather out of the house oh. because he's married in community pro- of property with the late mom.
1: And and he talks about the father being convinced it's his house.
2: Ah, uh, you, know. you know how it is, mm. so, so uh, I, I get the feeling yeah. he's
1: got he, he's got something he's got some uh, a leg to stand on there. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming because of the marriage yeah. regime is like yeah, yeah come one, but mm. you know,
1: yeah. Gosh, Ntabi saying, look, we we actually haven't been able to take all the calls, and I'm afraid, but you've done such a fantastic job. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us again this week, in Singh.
2: Thank you for
1: having me. Debbie Singh Dubazana is an attorney. At Dubazana Attorneys, we were talking about living wills. It should be available as a podcast in about a few hours' time.